This podcast is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. TV Talk Machine, anniversary with Tim Goodman and Question Boy and Benny on the knobs. <laughs> Oh, yes, that is Joe Garofoli's favorite, favorite orchestral, as he said, introduction to the TV, to Tim Goodman's TV Talk Machine podcast from our regular contributor, Jason. Thank you, Jason, for that. It was, it was, you love that, don't you? Yes, and I loved hearing it sung live at the, uh, the recent Hootenanny. Yes, our Drunk Fest. Our drunk I've done fest. like three of those now, so you yeah. can't just say Hootenanny. Oh. I, I'm just, you know. Drunk Fest, we're calling drunk it. Drunk Fest, I guess. I, I, whatever it is. I don't know. I, I still, I think I still have a small slight hangover from that night. I, the, uh, I just love hearing the, the swelling music and then Benny on the knobs. <laughs> that makes me laugh every time. By the way, people don't know because I think they've, they've, I don't think we've touched, touched this on our last podcast 10, 10, 10, you know, 10 podcasts ago. But, but post Drunk Fest, you and I actually went out one night to, uh, uh, Imbibe, yes, and enjoy some local support some of our local breweries, yes, and have a burger at an un. Uh, we will not name the establishment. Yes. And both of us got like a touch of uh, food poisoning. I don't know what it was, but uh, it was a brutal. I, night. I barely made it into the door. I didn't make it into the door. Really? No, you. Oh, I did, but I mean, the next day you made it to work. No, I, I made it to work. Yeah, no, I've been that. I mean, literally, as I walked home from oh, there, yeah, I barely made it in the door, and before uh, there was some explosions, some things. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, I was not feeling well that day. But, uh, you know, we were out. We were supporting our local economy in yes. these rough talk, rough times. And, and had a beer that was uh, suggested by a listener, right? Yes, the, Pliny the Elder. Ooh. More than one, more than one of those. Wow. And when, Yes, Pliny the Elder. Deadly. Uh, and very good. But as, as the waitress said to us, really? You were, when, she, when we ordered another one very quickly, she was kind of surprised. Uh, all right, enough about uh, us drinking in the ridge. Speaking of uh, drinking, how about that Mad Men? Uh... How about that Mad Men episode? And uh, we talked about this briefly, and Benny had to cut it. So we're going to just... Uh, this, gonna... this may be a high intellectual point of the TV talk machine. It may have been, and that we're going we're gonna to play it for you now. You and I are going to take a little time out, and Benny's going to sub this in. Uh, our talk about the Mad Men. We're no spoilers, but we're just in general talking about the quality of Mad Men. Uh, but we do have to talk about Mad Men because the season finale was Sunday. Uh, I, I leapt into the game. I actually, I, I, you know, I've deconstructed The Sopranos and The Wire many times prior. Uh, this year, I decided that it's too much work, and I had all this other stuff and a life to live. But I really regretted it. Uh, as the season went and went, and you know, I was behind. We used, we used to joke you were you were even ahead of me on the yes. Mad Men. Yeah. I couldn't get it soon enough. And I ra- raced past you. I got everything done. I finished it. I did. I, I deconstructed the entire season as much as I could uh, on a blog, it's, which, you know, I will say has been very well received. I, I enjoyed it immensely. And, and that's a rarity for you to yes, give I, me I a compliment. It. I loved it. Yes. It's very hard. I, okay, I'm done. Okay, good. And uh, so you can find that on thebastardmachine.com. Uh, and then after we finish this podcast, I'm going to go in and I'm going to deconstruct the finale. But let me just talk in broad terms. What did you think? Season finale. I I thought, and I'm going to echo some of, the, some of the points in your in your um, blog. I love the way that um, I, w- I was a little concerned. I was worried that they wouldn't they would they would kind of tie up Don and uh, and um, Betty's relationship. You know, make it real sweet and nice and, and that. And I think I, that's a, they reach a nice medium about how they. Can, can, how what can we say? 
I think they where they where they're at. Right where now. they are, I think where they reached. <clears throat> no, I think you're onto something. They reached a nice medium that is not tied up in a bow. Yeah, it doesn't sugarcoat them. You know, coming back together. There's clearly still a ton of issues that are. Oh yeah, on. yeah. And I, I love how uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis as a backdrop to oh, sort of making that, yeah. people feel like it's the end of the world and they've got to come clean on their consciousness and they've got to sort of like. They made, some of them, some people made decisions they might not have made had they not right. been. I mean, it, he did a fantastic job. Uh, well, the whole season has been fantastic uh, of having the how the times are changing as the B storyline, and how that sometimes motivates uh, the people in the A storyline, our main characters, uh, and their motivations. And uh, clearly, Don, my favorite guy, because he's God. a love, love, what love a fantastic Draper. character. He is just so great. What would Don Draper do? He would do the full Don Draper. He would. He would do the full Don Draper. Yes. Um, so I, I. I really loved it, and I liked uh, the uh, two characters. Or I liked how Peggy's character matured throughout yes. the year. That was great. Very and, it's, and it's great to see like the lone woman in an office like that, and I mean, that's a really lonely. Ooh. It's a lonely existence. 1962. She's an ad executive. Uh, I mean, there's 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 so many ways where she's. They showed her kind of cut out of the old boys' oh, club. Completely there. marginalized. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was very interesting to watch, and um, and then you know what character is growing on me, and, and he's taken on a couple of different dimensions is the Pete Campbell character. I mean, yeah, I always thought he was just kind of a smarmy little twit. Yeah, and he still and he is, but and he is, but, he, but but there's also other dimensions to him, which we saw a little bit of that in the finale. Well, and that, and you bring up a good point too about um, how you can really define critically an excellent series, a series that is above par, and I think. You know, if you're just going to say what's on television right now, Mad Men is the best show on television. There's no question. Yes, you said that. Just, I mean, I just think that there's no question right now that right. it doesn't have any real competition. Um, but really good shows with really good writers will take somebody like Pete Campbell, who is, uh, uh, all these people are mostly unlikable. But Pete was that smarmy guy who just didn't quite get it, and he was trying to get ahead, and he was privileged, and he was, uh, uh, you know, he, he was just, everything was, he just felt that he was so entitled and he always made the the wrong misstep that was always kind of cringe inducing, but yeah, he has had th- these moments there uh, this season where he's emerged to be a little bit more likable. And a good writer does that. You're just you're nuancing a character. You're not just saying, oh, he's unlikable. You nope. give him things to like. And I love. I don't know if you caught this uh, because I don't think you actually have HD TV, whereas I do, no, and I can I do see not. it. The, did you see the tear in his eye when no. he talked to Peggy? Yes. If when he talks to Peggy in that final scene, I'm not going to give anything away here, but as Peggy stands up and she puts her hand on his mm-hmm. shoulder, shoulder as she's yeah. leaving, there's a tear dropping out of his eye, that they, and, they, and, they, and, they, and they cut scenes right there. It's just uh, it's fantastic. Wow. Really good. Oh, that's good. I'll, I'll rewatch that yeah, guess so. before I get to the rap party again. <laughs> before you go back and look at January Jones again. Yes, January Why don't you just go back to the first two episodes where essentially she was just in her underwear the whole time? Oh, my God. I couldn't get enough of that. Yeah. You like that, huh? I love her, yeah. I'm not a big Why don't we have her fan? on the uh, podcast? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what? We'll have January Jones on, and you can just ask her questions, and I'll just sit back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you'll do? <laughs> yeah. That was like my interview with Heather Locklear years ago. Really? In, the back, in person in the back of a limo. Yeah. I realized that about three really? minutes into the interview, I had nothing that I really cared to ask her. You about. just wanted to be there and talk to her? She's the, one of the most beautiful women I've ever been around. Really? It does I nothing still, for me. I still believe that, yes. Really? Yes. Isn't that funny? I've not, Heather Locklear has never done anything for me. Hmm. Neither does January Jones. Although she, she is, li- I, I do like January Jones when she looks when she looks sort of uncannily like Grace Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder how much of that is intentional. I try and have her. 
I don't know. She just has, she kind of has that. But yeah, neither one of them do it for me. Um, and what about, uh, now, what do you say to uh, someone says, what is that beeping for? <laughs> I don't know. It always beeps. Um, <laughs> some people say, well, the thing about Mad Men, I, I can't get into it because there's nobody likable on the show. Who, who if, you're, if you're one of those people who likes to anchor themselves to a likable character, what do you say? I say watch something else. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, I'm not not to be flippant. I mean, it's just look. You, uh, uh, not to go back and and you know recover old ground here. And I told you I I do teach a class in television, the visual studies department at this college. And what I'm trying to get these kids, what I'm trying to get these students to understand is to be a critical viewer. And we we go through all kinds of shows, but when you the core of the class is basically saying, when you sit down in front of a television, don't be passive. Be be actively critical of what's happening. Understand what where the camera is, what it's doing, what is the director trying to tell you, what is the writer not telling you, you know, in unspoken terms. What what's the subtext? All these things that you think about. Some people don't like shows like that. And, you know, they said that Mad Men spent twenty five million dollars in advertising. I have it from a good source that they didn't spend twenty five million. They spent a lot of money, but it was not twenty five million. They, they brought in a lot of viewers. They kept some of those viewers, but they lost a lot of them because, as I said that they would before the very first episode of the season, I said, look, this, is not, this show is not meant to be a massive hit. It's not. It's a very slow-moving character study. Yeah. Very slow-moving character study. No, nobody really gets shot or killed. It's all words. <laughs> it's all subtext. The guy's having an existential crisis. You tell that to somebody... Uh, I, I won't say in middle America, but you know what I'm saying. It's in the, right. somewhere where they don't really appreciate that. And they're going to say, oh, really? Well, who cares? I don't want to watch that. Um, That's like Ham's SNL monologue uh, to open the show. It was very fun. I don't know if you saw that part. But he says, uh, I'm on uh, the show called Mad Men. It's <laughs> a uh, period about this uh, story about the mores of the early 1960s. And uh, we, we do an extreme makeover every week. And we, <laughs> we, do, and we every week stars come on and dance. And as he's, you know, as, as he's starting to explain it, you can just see everybody's eyes gloss over. Then he throws in all these, you know, others. And we uh, do a CSI or whatever. So he throws in all these jokes. Because he's acknowledging the fact that it is. It's a, it's a tough sell. It's How so, many people watch it a week? They're not like a million maybe? Well, it's, it, you know, cable channels do, do multi, you know. You can say they're allowed to do this, but if you say who watches it on Sunday, I think you're looking at a million, million seven million down to a million four. They they averaged nine hundred thousand viewers last year. You know that's like that's you know more people read the Chronicle than that. So it's like, but only when my column appears. (laughs) But you know it's and this year they thank you thank you 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 love her don't you? Why don't you just go to Roner Park podcast? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to deliver her paper every I'm day. I'm sure you will. <laughs> I'm going to deliver her paper every day. I'm sure That's you would. A, she's a nice person. I'm yeah, sure. I know. But she's not listening because we're, we're, we're more immature than Borat, yeah. apparently. <laughs> so, you know, this year they gained viewers. They're, you know, I think they're one three, one seven. But they also can count multiple plays. You know, because essentially your thing throughout the week, FX does this, all AMC does this, all, all the cable channels do. Um... But I, as I said, it doesn't matter. You know, this is this is for grown-ups. This is a mature television. This is smart, sophisticated television. And if you don't appreciate it, then don't watch it. You know, it's just, I mean, it's they not sell, meant to be a hit. And they can sell a high high demo, as it were. They can sell a high demo. The That's BMW, right. Heineken. Uh, well, yeah, you, you, sell, you sell the, you know, essentially what you're selling is uh, higher educated, more the income per, you know, the, the household income is higher. 
And it's just more quote unquote valuable demos. Okay, wow, that was God, uh, that was really good. Who were those guys? Who were those guys? Oh, Boy, imposters. That was, I didn't, where did they come from? We were bright. Let's talk about something dumb now. Yeah, let's bring it down. Let's bring it down. No, let's, let's not. Let's not make it depressing. No, 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 no. Intellectually, let's dumb it down. Because that's our new motto for the oncoming depression: is that the TV talk machine is your place to go for a. You will not be depressed. Right. You're, In fact, you may not have any money, but you can, we're free. We are free. And you know, I we have heard more than one time people shopping, listening to us while they're shopping or when they're driving. And I think that when times get really tough, maybe we should. If you're in Paris or if you're in Sweden or Stockholm or you in uh, Southern Hemisphere, you can't take advantage of this. But if you're in this area, I think when we get, if you're feeling depressed about the economy, uh, and you want to listen to uh, TV Talk Machine podcast, and perhaps Benny uh, has either lost one, or he's upstairs and he's unavailable to produce one. Why don't we just make ourselves available to go on a car ride with people and talk to them? Yeah, we can sit in the back seat and just talk. Yeah. And read letters. Yeah. We could do it together, or we could even do it separately and spread ourselves out over the greater Bay Area. Right. So, so let's say uh, Burb Woman is going to commute to San Francisco or whatever. I'll just sit in the back of her car, and uh, we'll, we'll talk. You talk, and you answer a couple, well, not answer questions. Yeah, I, Maybe I, she might have some She might have some questions, questions that I couldn't probably answer. Or, and, and then I'll say... I could say something like, uh, brutal, traffic is brutal. I can't believe you didn't have your blinker on. And I could maybe, in the back, I could do voices like I could do Angry Regis. Yes. Did you see that man who cut us off? <laughs> Damn him, Galman. But, we'll, you know, we're going to be positive right. throughout the Depression. Because the country needs positivity right now. And the we're country. here. We put country first, as <laughs> Senator McCain says. But also, too, I think if we run so long that if people take us while they're shopping, right. they'll be at the store longer. They'll buy a few extra things. That will right. stimulate the economy. Right. Absolutely. Benny. Yeah. That's why Benny's yeah. up in business. He is fixing yeah. the economy. so yeah. smart. Just listen yeah. to TVTM while you go shopping. And yes. You know, P. Page works at Macy's. We could go over there with her and w- walk around whatever she does over at Macy's. And then, and then people will shop and talk while we, while we go shop and talk. Yeah. It's perfect. You, ready, a, you want to do that? I'm ready. I'm right. ready. We'll, we'll go to your home. Are you have, if you're having trouble in the home, and who isn't? <laughs> let's. We'll go over there and we'll just. <laughs> don't suck. You that's know, a, that's a peek behind the curtain. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, how about a peek behind the robe? God, I, I will say again because this is on Tuesday. I did make mention of this. This is really your kind of welcome back. Happy-go-lucky robe. Absolutely. I'm trying to bring it up, if you know what I mean. Oh, do I? I brought up my hemline. I think you've successfully brought it up, my friend. Even though it is fall. (laughs) I'm wearing the summer cut. But, you know, we have the kind of the Indian summer. Mm -hmm. I'd love that. I mean, if you're you're listening to this in the East Coast, boy, you're missing out. Because we're already in towards the end of October. We've had days in the 80s in the East Bay. Oh, I was at the pool the other day. I mean, three times at the pool last week. Wow. They They let you in there. Oh, <laughs> let yeah. you go at the pool? Absolutely. The, the restraining order. Oh, not... oh <laughs> wow! <laughs> I got a swivel head on, but I, you know I'm proud. Really? Yes. Sure. Oh, you know I, I'm a man of the flesh. <laughs> You're like Don but Draper. I'm, Don, I'm I am Don Draper in many many ways, except for the uh, I have the suits. I do not have the look. I do not have the charisma, or the charm, or the dark hair. You don't smoke. I don't smoke. I smoke cigars periodically, no. but uh, I, I but I have the suits. That's I right. You haven't, seen this, you haven't seen the suits for a while. I brought the suits to my little event at the JCC. Oh, you did? Uh-huh. What'd you go with it? 
I went with uh, an all-black suit with a black T-shirt underneath. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Rocking the Mad Men look. <laughs> no tie. I don't own a tie, though. I mean, I have one tie, but I, I can't wear ties. It gives me, they give me a I don't think headache. I've ever seen you wear a tie. Mm-mm. Maybe your, your wedding day. I did on that day. Yes. yes. Wow. You know what? We have... Uh, so now people have listened to, like, what was it, 10 minutes, Benny? Our dissertation on Mad Men? Uh, it's about 10 minutes, yeah. <sighs> we should submit yeah. that for something. Yes. For, do you think they give a Peabody's for, for <laughs> podcasting? <laughs> he said P. <laughs> Fire! <laughs> you know what? Uh, I mean, kind of. I, I really did. I said, I'm happy to be back in here doing the po- on my vacation. Did I make that clear? Yes, on your vacation. You come in now two days. I'm self. <laughs> yes, thank you, Joe. It's two you, days. You come in two days for these two different podcasts. <laughs> my selfless devotion to the TVTM audience. And we've just said we would go into your cars and your homes. We, we bring it to automatic for the people. Yes. So do we have some calls from the people, Ben? We should, we should go to some calls because we've, they've been stacking up a little bit. Oh, I bet they have. <laughs> Mr. Goodman, this is Frank in the 77429, a little bit north of Houston, a lovely town called Cyprus. reason I'm calling is in response to your talking about great sketch comedy you guys apparently don't know about the show on the IFC channel called Whitest Kids You Know. It is the funniest thing that I have seen ever. It's funnier than Kids in the Hall. Check it out. You're the TV critic. You should know it. Late. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. yeah. God, we haven't had anybody bring the anger, anger for a long yeah, time. Good. Well, he gave his... Uh, did he give like a, a zip code? I think he gave like a zip code. That wasn't really an area code, but it was seven seven four two nine. Yeah, that's a zip code. But you know what? We'll take zip codes. We prefer area codes. But you know, he's so angry. Yeah, I didn't want to like. I didn't want to. Do, you know, do you know that show? A great one. I the do white, know. Yes, yes, the, yes, the whitest kids you know. And I have, I've, I have actually watched it, and um, I, I have not invested enough time in it. Uh, uh, as he has, I did think it was funny. I don't think it's as funny as the, um, the kids in the hall, but I'm biased that way. And you know what? Maybe he's right. Maybe I haven't watched it enough. Maybe I should go check it out. I did. The, I did have the. You're un- the TV critic. You should know. <laughs> it was good, huh? Yeah. Good. He was. He was like channeling a little Gelman there. <laughs> Southern Gelman. Southern Gelman. <laughs> Southern Gelman. Keep your head on. What, what is the show he's talking about, though? What, what, Why does where, kids you know? It, yeah, where is it on? Uh, Independent Film Channel. I thought that was the name of this podcast. <laughs> Why does kids you know? Hey, Benny's a, Benny's a minority. That's right. He's a Pinoy. Yeah. yeah. Pinoy pod. Excellent. We, yeah. He's, he's representing. What, what, what do you have? Do you have any color in you? I'm part Sicilian. Is that? That's close, yeah. Really? Oh. All right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm Irish, so we're about as wide as you can get. <laughs> Although we built this country. You do know that, right? On rock and roll. No, we built this. We built this country <laughs> on starship, grit and everybody else's racism. All right, and putting us down. Get off the cross. We need, we need the wood. <laughs> Get off the cross. We need the wood. Okay, so uh, yeah, okay. I've watched that. I like it. It's good. It's a good sketch show. Yeah, let's go to the, let's go to the phones and find another. You know, at some point we're gonna have to give out the uh, phone or not now. We don't want to no. make it too exciting. Let's <laughs> let's go to another call because it's been a long time. But now that we're back, do you want to do back and black again? Back and black. Hit the sack. <laughs> <laughs> Do they really say hit the sack? I don't know. I just I can't terrible <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> I think in my seventh grade mind, that's when I first song came, first came out. I think that's uh, it's so good. 
Hello? 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 <laughs> oh, well, she didn't, uh, at least she didn't fall down steps, and it wasn't from a dark place. <laughs> you love those. Look at Joe's. He's like, he's, you're, it's pants wettingly funny to you, right? What is funnier? Someone calling the wrong number in a line, or someone tripping, or getting hit in the balls. I love it. <laughs> she wanted to know when the riches is coming. <laughs> Hello? She, you know what? She probably called when we were off the air, and she did want to know when the riches were coming back. And I actually, this time, I had, I had an answer for her. They're not coming back. Oh, God. A lot happens when you've been uh, decommissioned and we're out of order. Oh, my God. I'm still reeling from your, your terrible ACDC impression, by the way. Just so bad. But you know what? Let's, we just talked about Southern Man, Neil Young. I want to just throw this out for you. I uh, uh, went to a bridge concert. Oh, you did? I, you know what? Uh, Joel Selvin, our esteemed senior yes. pop music critic, mm -hmm. uh, said he didn't, I thought the <coughs> lineup was languorous, I believe yeah. he said. But I, I thought that lineup looked really good. Was, was it a good show? It, it was disappointing. Um, for a couple, of, and I, 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 you know, Joel's in a tough spot because you know he, he, you know, it's a great cause, the bridge con, the bridge school, and the the bridge concert <laughs> benefit series is an incredible cause, and uh, I go out and support it as much as I can. I've gone to a handful of these things. In fact, it's a little knowledge. I'm sure you're aware of this. Uh, Mrs. Cranky and Pants and I went on a blind date. Our very first date oh, yes, was at the bridge that. concert, 1995, and then we ended up <clears throat> married. How about that? Yes, wow. I remember that. I remember you. I think you came to my house that day. Probably. Yeah. I think you had. Uh, you were wearing too much cologne. I was believe. I? Yes. Really? I remember that distinction. You were wearing, <laughs> and you never wear a cologne. You, you just. Was it that day that I really? I think so. Yes. Wow. I bet it smelled good though. Were you jealous? Perhaps the one person. Yes. <laughs> so here's my problem with the with uh, the bridge concert is great and. Uh, but the, here's the problem with the lineup that I had. Okay, um, uh, it, st it started off with, uh, well, Band of Horses, which I didn't bother even showing up for. Because, you know, it starts at 5. It's just a long, oh, long a long concert. Like yeah. Six, seven hours. Yeah. And uh, they, I just thought that the, the, the lineup was, uh, you know, Joel hinted that it was, you know, there wasn't enough adrenaline. There wasn't enough power. I just think that they, that they structured it wrong. Now, Cat Power... Was the really the first band? I mean, Band of Horses was there, but Cat Power of the big name ones. Uh, you know, I like Cat Power a lot, but you know, she's she's best for like a small room. Yeah. You know, she's she's a club yes. person. She smoky, completely smoky club, smoky club. Uh, completely overwhelmed at the at the at at the venue, which is like sixteen thousand plus. Um, and then uh, Death Cab for Cutie came on, and you know, this is by the way, a bridge concert benefit is all acoustic. Uh, and I bring this to you as a former music critic, That's just right. to sh lay out the credentials. Uh, Death Cab for Cutie was was great. They did a, did a wonderful job. You know, as you know, I don't know if you like their stuff. Yeah, little, little, too emo for you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too touchy feely, mm, emo. Yeah, not I'm enough. Out, I'm out on that. Yeah, yeah. Little uh, okay. Uh, but you know, they they did a fine job. Uh, and then it was Wilco, my oh, one of my favorite, yeah. my one of my favorite bands. Yeah, that would I be think, the highlight for me. Oh, absolutely. It's really the reason that that we went. Um, and Wilco, I think, is the greatest American band currently going, and and they were fantastic. And then followed up by Sarah McLaughlin, and I actually like Sarah McLaughlin a lot. My wife loves her. Um, <coughs> oh, Excuse what, me. what is wrong? Uh, what you don't like uh, female rock? Huh? I don't like. Really? No, no she's fine. She's really? very good. She's very good. Wow. It's just a lot, lot of that heavy rotation. Uh, yeah, so. Oh, heavy. Yeah. Heavy, heavy, yeah. Well, I, yeah. Have you seen the movie Walking and Talking? No. 
Again, they're <laughs> walking and talking. And I don't think it's Sarah McLaughlin. Great movie, by the way, walking and talking. Um, and, and the guy is going on this trip, and then he's got these women, and they're listening to that music. And he turns around and he says, do we have to listen to this vagina music the whole time? <laughs> That's essentially what you just said. No, I didn't say that. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Hey, don't, don't, don't back don't, out of don't it put, now. Don't put words in my You know what? I love female singer-songwriters. And, um, <laughs> Suck up. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I'm going to see. I had something that's inflamed. I'm going to see Jenny Lewis on Tuesday. <clears throat> love Jenny Lewis. Love Jenny Lewis and Rilo Kylie. One of my all-time favorites. Uh, but anyway, uh, Sarah McLaughlin, incredible. You know, my wife really loves her. I, I wouldn't probably put the, her albums on when I'm on a road trip or something. But I know a lot of her songs. I know the lyrics. Her voice is an incredible instrument. She, yes. she was just there with the piano uh, because, you know, like I said, the bridge benefit is all acoustic. She was fantastic, okay? And then, so now you're kind of building, but those two should have been right below Neil Young because the next two people in order were Nora Jones and Jack Johnson. You know, if I want to have vanilla ice cream, I will have it, and uh, I don't really want to pay for it. Now, Nora Jones, uh, and I said this on the radio, well, I'm happy to get these two comments out on the radio, and I'm repeating them here on radio with the listeners, is that, <laughs> Nora Jones, sing it like you mean it. Seriously. A little, little sleepy. Sing it like you mean it. She, she covered a lot of stuff, and not very well. Ill-advised covers. But you know what? She's got a lot of talent. She's got a good voice. She writes a decent song. Uh, she's lovely to look at. But there's just no passion. You've, ever been, to, you've been to country country concerts before. I love yes. when they yell when the crowd yells out. If they think that you're not singing a song at a country at a country concert, they will yell out, "Sing it like you mean it." And uh, I was tempted to do that. She just was just bland on bland. Mm. Um, followed up by Jack Johnson, who, as uh, as I like to say, is is a <laughs> you know my kids love the Curious George soundtrack. Yeah, absolutely, you know? very good. So good for Jack, right? In the flip flops and the jeans and the right, right. mellow laid back guy. But really, Jack Johnson is a guy who seems to be desperately looking for a uh, hotel gig where he just plays on a Sunday afternoon or poolside. You know what Jack Johnson's good for? It. I, I saw him at the Greek once. It was it was a fun show. Yeah. Really? This is a mellow show. Yeah, very, oh. yeah, yeah. Big stoner crowd. Really? A stoner crowd goes for him? I don't that? know. There was there that night. Of course, it was Berkeley at the Greek, but it was a beautiful night, and it was nice to just sit out and listen to him. Well, let's strum the, strum the acoustic guitar. Yeah. But isn't he like, it just sounds like it's a, I'm taking nothing away from him. It's a, it's a, I'd like to see him, I'd like to see him go somewhere else, you know. I mean, yeah, the, every, so, every song it's, sounds it's, it's the same. It's a nice sound. It's a know, nice sound, but they're all banana kind of. Banana pancakes. Yeah. All right, dude. Yeah. You know, yeah. just, you're well, right. It's, it's all one big banana you know, pancakes. You know, you're, <laughs> exactly. You're at a hotel, you're at a hotel <laughs> poolside in the summer singing Margaritaville. That's what he is. Hey, James, he's a James Taylor for the next generation. Yeah, so James Taylor but kind of bugs me. Really? Okay, yeah, I guess you know, people too. who liked him bug me. No, I know. He yeah. bugs me, too, and Jack Johnson bugs me, too. Let's not talk about this anymore. Let's talk about uh, Balzac. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to our intellectual our intellectual discussion, our pre-recorded <laughs> intellectual discussion earlier. Or as you said, off-air, Balzac. Balzac. All right, let's take another call. Okay. Mr. Goodman, got a question for you. First, I'd like to know why you do not like the term jump the shark, as you recently put it, especially when it was so fondly mocked uh, or paid homage to in Arrested Development. And it just boggles my mind why you wouldn't like that, but you've got to have some deep-seated reason, uh, maybe something from your childhood. And that's basically it. So... Uh, hope that you can answer that because 
you know, we'd like to get some answers someday. And I want to thank you so much for uh, getting everyone together uh, because, as you know, we'll always have El Cerrito. (laughs) Nobody left a name. Didn't leave a name. Mr. Gutman, tell me about your childhood. Is that Barnes? (laughs) Sounded like Barnes. I'm starting to know the, the, uh, the... the podcasters and the blog people and the people we've met at these hootenannies kind of by, by face and name now, which is Barnes. Hard for me. Barnes with the Z. Yes. Could be. Or could be somebody else. Uh, I don't like uh, Jump the Shark because it's a cliche. And, uh, you know, I didn't invent it, so that's another thing. But I'll, it's, it's like I don't like quick shorthand. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I, just, I just think it's, you know, it's, it's referencing something that's so far in the past. But it, it, he's, he's right, though. The homage on Arrested Development was brilliant. Uh, but, um, no, I don't like it cause it's just, it's a shorthand. It's too quick to cliche shorthand for a shows that have failed. So I, I just have never actually written that in the paper and I try never to say it. In fact, I was on the radio today. Somebody actually want, said, do you think it's jump the shark? And I said, I don't usually use that term, but what has jumped the shark? Uh, some some show I can't remember. And we have a call from uh, Jeremy. Jeremy spoken. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? You never know what you're going to get with Jeremy. He is like a box of chocolate. Really? Yes. All right. Let's hear what he's got to say. Hi. Uh, this is Jeremy from Portland calling. I was calling. I know the podcast is on hold because Benny has to do business uh, finance reporting. I just want to call him and give him, Benny, a tip for his uh, the reporting, maybe look into. I'm here and watching a mutual fight. And I've been hearing some disgruntled employees. There seems to be something going on here at Washington Mutual. I don't know how, but if he is, can you get a reporter and get Benny down here? I think we can crack. Right now, I'm just loitering. Security, uh, I was trying to tend to be thrown out of positive. Security guard kind of giving me the eye. Maybe I'll wait out front. Wearing sunglasses and a trench coat. So, Jeremy's uh, when when Benny comes over, I'll just tell him to give me the password. <laughs> a roving reporter. I uh, or to turn on the podcast. Talk to me quick. Wow! Wow! I should get right up there. Huh? You should. Uh, Jeremy yeah. was in a bank. He was in Washington Mutual. Yeah. As our ro- roving reporter, he's probably did more work than you've done since you've been in the business <laughs> department. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy just got a byline. You did. You I have did actually a couple. Of yeah, yeah. <laughs> Benny dominated the uh, the technology page a couple weeks ago. Was did it last week? Last yeah, Monday? Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, it wasn't the economy stories. It was technology stories. Hmm. Back it was in like it was time. like back, back in the old, day. Yeah. Are you now considered senior chronicle <laughs> writer? <laughs> I think anybody left now is considered anybody? a senior writer. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I better get right on that though. I'll find um, that watch the mutual story. I think they might have something to do with the economy. I think that WAMU imploding is part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy, thank you for that tip. Please keep them coming. You know what? Maybe we should we should just like send Jeremy out to trouble spots across the country <laughs> with a phone. <laughs> send him to AIG. <laughs> uh, exactly. Do we have any more calls? Uh, there's one call. I think with Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin called. Oh wow. Had to do with. Oh, had to do with. My name is Sally Corrin. I live in Berkeley, California. I have a newspaper article that tells how Sarah Palin treats the Native Americans in the state of Alaska. 
I want to bring the article over to you if you do not know about it. Thank you. Well, that's so kind of under the bus, right? Yeah, maybe? that's under the bus. Maybe that's under the bus. Yes. Have you decided that under the bus doesn't have its own phone line? So you're you're encouraging <laughs> under the bus readers to send politically oriented messages to our TBTM talk machine line. I just want to say, Charlie, that <laughs> that I had nothing to we have nothing but respect for the Indian people. I mean the Native Americans. I I mean whatever I mean, whatever it's written in front of me. She can see India from her window. <laughs> Wow. So, you know what? That's, you know, I don't like politics. So I'm not going to even talk about that. I, yeah. But I like her offer of, of bringing the newspaper article. I like over that. Because we usually, we offer to bring people the paper. She's going to bring the thing yeah, to us. I like that. It's very old school. That is very, I'll bring you the article and show it to you. That's like, that's like my, my wife's dad does that. He cuts articles out and brings clips, them to me. Yeah. yeah. My mom clips articles too from the Pittsburgh Catholic really? newspaper. Yes. Wow. Yes. Is your dad still listening to the podcast, by the way? Uh, yeah, you know what? He hadn't noticed that it was missing. That's uh, no. they will well, relate that to you, right? <laughs> no, but he was listening before. It, uh, I have to tell him that it's back. Well, you can tell your dad that we are back. We have now finished two podcasts this week. Stunning podcast, Benny. Welcome Wait, we have, back. We down. have some more letters here. Do we? Do yes. we have time for letters, Benny? Yeah. Well, well, a couple more letters. Yeah. Sure. Oh wow! Look at us. We just we're over. We're over. We're overcome by <laughs> by material. <laughs> yes. Greg B. from the Nickel Dime. He writes, Dear Sir Tim QB and Dr. Evangelista. <laughs> wow. Greetings, gents, and I hope things are good in the pod cave. Got a few questions, so I'm going to reel them off right here. First, props on your recent milestones with the podcast and the blog and your celebration at the Cerritos. Oh, and I guess props that you still work for the Chronicle as well. That's a milestone <laughs> too, isn't it? I was out of town the, the week of your listener party and was sad to miss it. But my question for you is this. Oaklandish Tim, why slog all the freaking way to El Cerrito when a virtual copy of the Cerritos is in your own backyard? <laughs> Haven't you done listener parties at the Parkway before? Why diss the town you love so much? What's changed between us? Is it over? <laughs> that business finished. I wanted to let you know that I've almost worked my way through the wire and loved it. All right. To try to continue my love for Balmore, I think I'd start at the beginning with Homicide, Life on the Streets. But after three episodes, I have to be honest, Tim. It stinks! Wow. Stiff acting that belongs in the early 80s, not the mid-90s. Clunky scripts that make me groan, but I still love it. Be honest. Will it get better as I go through the seasons? What made you love this show so much? Should I skip to a later, uh, to a specific later, I assume, season? Or should I just go reread the book? Anyways, thanks again for an enjoyable podcast, and I hope you're busy planning your decorations for your Halloween shorty robes. Oh, yeah. Mine's almost done. Boo. Cheers. Greg B. from the Nickel Dime, and thanks for correcting my spelling last time, QB. What's next? A grammar quiz? Oh, nice. Wow. Wait, I love it when you get bashed. Uh, I will back up and say quickly through that, uh, we didn't have it at the Parkway Speakeasy in Oakland, Oaklandish, my home, my hometown, uh, because the people who own both theaters... Uh, preferred that we go to the Cerrito because it's, it's a it's a more like a, it's a better sound system, it's a better screening system, um, and it's just easier to show uh, shows there. And uh, and I like it also. It's easier to park and it's uh, it's it's fine. So yes. who knows? But and then uh, ooh the slam on homicide. You know what? Unfortunately, I think that that uh, Greg's coming to it uh, as in a bias coming backwards. You you just can't live. You can't. Um, Everything's an evolution. If you 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 know you can't appreciate uh, basic cable, 
uh, and then you know clearly HBO quality stuff until you've gone slog through uh, network fare. So of its time, Homicide was, I think, the best cop show that was out there. You know, the precedent was set by uh, Hill Street Blues and then uh, NYPD Blue. But I was a Homicide fan because I thought it was strong for a network show. Okay, network show. Uh, it, but once you've seen The Wire, you can't go back and watch Homicide. I mean, seriously, I don't. Right. I mean, I, I'm not sure the series holds up uh, other than a nostalgia way, but I think it was well done for the time. But again, you have to experience things in, in chronological order. And to come back to it after seeing The Wire, nothing's going to be as good. But this podcast, you can just pick up anyone. You know what? You don't even have to. We've stopped numbering them. I mean, Benny hasn't, but we've stopped talking about the numbers of them. Yeah. Chronologically, it does not matter because we don't really answer any questions in any particular yeah. order. Yeah, and you will have missed nothing. What was his last thing? What was the last thing he said? Uh, Way to be on the ball. The decorations for your shorty robes. Oh, well. Yeah, for absolutely. Halloween shorty robes. Yes. What are you, uh, what are you decorating your Halloween shorty robes? <laughs> <laughs> are you Are you a skeleton? Uh, are you a witch? <laughs> what are you? <laughs> Little pumpkins? <laughs> I don't even know where to go. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, come back to that next week. Okay. All right. Gretchen from Pacific Palisades. Yes, Gretchen from Pacific. Our first from Pacific Palisades. And she says, "I think they call it the Pack Pal." Pack Pal. All right, Gretchen, rocking the rocking it from Pack Pal. Hello, long time downloader, first time emailer. Wow, <laughs> technology, huh? She says. I'm disappointed that you're taking time off from the podcast. No, that's over. This is, uh, yes. Well, I appreciate that our country needs Benny. <laughs> I also need dealing with the with Los Angeles road rage. The TVTM has averted many a vigorous fist shaking at other drivers. <laughs> I thought about lighting a candle until you returned, but then I realized that driving with a lit candle on my dashboard isn't the best plan. <laughs> so, since I'm certain that you are using the time normally spent in the pod game to, to do copious amounts of research <laughs> yes i have gretchen it's a couple of questions first what's up with brandon falsey oh brandon falsey the creators of northern exposure among others are they doing anything are they dead well i love the wire and entourage is fun i miss the clever whimsy 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 of saint elsewhere and northern exposure pushing daisies certainly has its moments and is beautiful but it's not the same hmm what I'm I'm just sort of stunned that some, this this proves the depth of our uh, listenership that they that they can go to the creators of shows, Brand Falsey, the co co creators, yeah, and, and uh, reference like name drop them. That's that's impressive, man. Is Directv happy with the viewers that it got for Friday Night Lights? Mm. I saw a report, but I couldn't get a feel that if they were. If they were the numbers demographics that DirecTV is looking for, I think to, I think you know where DirecTV does have, um, as we've talked before, Friday Night Lights. Now it comes back to NBC in February. Uh, the numbers are not spectacular, but it's an added value kind of thing. It's like HBO doesn't count. It's you know, I mean, they count, but they don't really care about how many people are actually watching most of the shows. It's 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 about the buzz. So DirecTV is creating added value for its subscribers, and there is some buzz around it. And, uh, you know, they have not released figures whether they added subscribers, which is all that matters to them. But you know what? I'm happy that they stood up and, um, and subsidized it, or we would never have had a third season. And that's it. Thanks for your time. Gretchen from Pac-Fi. Sounds like maybe she's in the business. That's kind of... Well, if she's in Pacific Palisades, I think there's money down there. Maybe Gretchen's got money. <laughs> Maybe she's got a convertible too. I think she was driving with. The, well, the, the candle would blow out in a convertible. Yeah, yeah. 
But maybe if she is, and she's got the the TV talk machine on, she's probably getting more people are listening to us. It just by like, just default. the stoplights and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, stoplights. The, the whole the whole the whole freeway system's a gridlock. Somewhere on the four hundred five, yeah, you know, true. people are now listening to us on the TVTM. Yeah, we should give tra- out of, out traffic of... reports or something. You know what? You could be on the four hundred five right now, and somebody would say, I, "I thought I heard Bill Walton." Someone's saying, "I heard that letter last week." <laughs> All right, our final letter. Our final letter. Wow! <laughs> Thank you. A <laughs> relief Thank to those God. of you who clung clung with us this oh, far. Oh wow! Kevin in the breezy, <laughs> the breezy Brentwood. He says, "Not OJ's Brentwood." No. Brentwood in uh, lovely Contra Costa County. I call it the breezy because, well. Most folks that ride in have a nickname for their town, and it's literally breezy in the afternoons here in Brentwood. <laughs> Plus, the breezy is not taken. Please officially mark Brentwood down as the breezy. Am I the only one to ride in from Brentwood? <laughs> much much love for the TVTM and the SFC. God bless the SF Crom, one of the last bastions of the printed newspaper. Here's, oh. a, here's a question, though. Oh, Kevin right. and the Breezy. The Breezy, which is... Now, Brentwood will be officially... Again, if you're in Paris, let me orient you. You're San Francisco. You're looking east. Across the Bay Bridge, through Oakland and Berkeley in the Caldecott Tunnel, and out the other side into the Great East Bay, the great vast expanse of the East Bay. And somewhere east... Some, somewhere way over there, yes. That's you will a find former, former uh, farm town turned... Oh. Turned suburb. Bastion of intellectual discussion, as we're getting from the breezy. Hey, guys. Love the show. Last time you gave the Black Watch in Las Gatas another bar name for you. Oh, yeah. Or last time I gave you the Black Watch in Las Gatas. Mm -hmm. Another bar name for you. Bottom of the Fifth in Benicia. Ooh. Curegis. That's right. I said Benicia. I love (laughs) Benicia. I once got a pedicure there. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I, I love that I even said Q Regis. <laughs> Q, yeah, you said Q Regis. That shows you how rested yeah, you it's, are. Um, it's, uh, You're getting all the these, end. these directions, and, then, and yeah. then you read it. Anyways, was driving home and saw this bar. I did not go in, but this is... Oh, by the way, this is for uh, new for first-time listeners. We are, collect uh, bar names, fun bar names. Great bar names. Yes. yes. Anyways, the fifth is... Ooh, yikes. Uh, yeah, you know what you're... You're, you're attracting know. a certain clientele yes. there. Professionals. Uh, anyways, was driving home and saw this bar. I did not go in, but this is obviously a great name for a bar. Keep up the good work. Hey, I know you guys work hard at the paper, but is the TVTM considered, quote, work? <laughs> Just wondering. Thanks for all the TV tips. Because of the TVTM and your KFOG segment, segment, we have taken your suggestions on. Mad Men, Breaking Bad, Burn Notice, etc. Good stuff. By the way, when is the riches coming back? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just kidding. Love you guys. Wow. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Wow. And that's really that from the breezy. And that really is our last time we can actually use the joke about when the riches is going back. Because the riches has been canceled. It was canceled during our hiatus. Wow. You know, we had the real breaking news and we weren't there to show it. Oh, very good sense of humor there. Ah, oh, love it. Love it. Speaking um, of uh, we have to get yes. some numbers out. You know, we have because that's our last letter. We are out of calls and uh, the calls were uh, great, but we need we need to like ramp them back up again. We've been off the air for a long time. Uh, and every, Benny's frantically looking for what the numbers are. Let me start you out. Do you remember what our eight hundred, our toll-free yes. podcast is if you live in the continental United States? What is it, Joe? 1-888-SFC-TV-TM. Ah, wonderful. Really great. And I, Benny's scrambling to find this number, but I can tell you, Benny, I'm going to say the number because I know it. I know it. And you, if you correct me if I'm wrong, so you just looked it up. <laughs> for those of you who want to call for internationally, 
It's one. Well, not one, I guess, but 415-777-8821. Well, actually, it's 8182. <laughs> I don't know where 8821 It's probably... What? I think you're wrong. It's probably Hello? the executive editor. Really? It's yeah, yeah. It's 777-8182. Maybe I that's why that's the wrong. Q was a bit light. Maybe it was. Maybe. You sure? <laughs> um, sort of. All right. Okay. Wow. I suppose wow. we could call it now to find out. If that, do you have a, is your phone here? Yeah. Call it. Did that work? Let's see. But apparently it does ring into here, so it's supposed <laughs> to go to a voice message. Right now, people are saying, please go on hiatus again. Please. <laughs> learn the number to your own show. We came back for this. <laughs> learn the number to your own show. This is ridiculous. And nothing answers, huh? See, well. I told you. I had the right number. Let's do my number. Come on, mine. What did I say? It was 415 777 8821. That wasn't what? So it's ringing. It's going to a cover. Okay. Hi, this is Tim Goodman. Oh, that was it. Oh, see? Damn it. So I've been putting out the wrong number. That's why we get no calls, Benny. See? We've been giving out the wrong number. I was giving out the right number, and Benny was And he overruled me. Oh, all right. For the final time. <laughs> I'm going back to business. You are just... yeah. Oh, great, because you're so good with numbers. <laughs> 415-777-8821. It, just ignore anything that Benny ever says. And if you're that woman, was it Emily, who dreams about Benny fixing things in, in his shorty robe, why don't you have him come down here and fix the phone number? That is genius. I wow. love that. And if you want to send us an MP3, you can send it to... Podcasts with an plural at sfgate.com. Unless Benny wants to take the S off of that. <laughs> Get back to business. God. Brutal. 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 So we'll see you next. Oh, although uh, we have to figure out when we're going to do it next time because I'm going to be in Phoenix on. Oh, no, I'll be here Monday. I'll be here Monday. Excellent. So people are so excited after that number fiasco that they can actually listen again next week. Yeah. All four of you, come on back. We will see you then. Yeah.